Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is on the Canaanite woman who knows that even the crumbs from the Lord's table are more than enough. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. It's a chilly one. Brothers and sisters, in the Gospel of Matthew, before this encounter with the Canaanite woman, and then also afterwards, the Lord says to his disciples, O you of little faith. He says that to them twice, it kind of bookends. And he says to the Canaanite woman, Woman, great is your faith. There's a big difference. There's something that the woman understands that the disciples seem to miss. One of the times where the Lord says, asks his disciples about their little faith and, and says to them, you know, are you still without understanding? Don't you understand what's going on? Is after there's been two multiplications of the loaves, one with five loaves and one with seven, where thousands of people were fed with just a little bit of bread, just a tiny amount that fed the, the thousands. And then he says to his disciples, he tells them to beware of the leaven of the yeast of the Pharisees. And immediately they start talking about bread. They start saying, did we bring any bread? Do we have bread here? They're the, you know... <laughs> And he says to them, are you still without understanding that the leaven of the Pharisees is the teaching of the Pharisees? I'm not talking about bread. <laughs> and so today, when he speaks to this woman, and he says it's not fair to throw the bread of the children to the dogs, what is he speaking about? He's speaking about the teaching of salvation the way of life. And what the woman understands, that the disciples, at least up to the point in the gospel where they, they, they kind of doubt, they don't understand what's going on with the lows, because even the second time, they're not sure how they're going to feed everybody, even though they've already seen the multiplication of the lows. But the thing that the woman understands, that perhaps the disciples are missing is that all that's needed is a tiny morsel, one little crumb to fall from the table of the kingdom of God, one word, and she knows that her daughter will be made well and that her life can be made whole. She doesn't even need five words. She doesn't need seven words. Just one. This is something she understands. It's something that she understands, too. It's something that Ellie Catherine understands. <laughs> so she's after just one word. If any of you have dogs in your house, our dog, she 
she'll follow us when we're walking around, and she does this little thing where she taps her nose to our feet. You know, when we're walking, she runs up and she kind of boop, you know, <laughs> taps her nose on your foot, like letting you know I'm I'm down here. You know, look at me. And if and if we have some food or something in our hand, it's the same thing. She'll she'll come up to the table and just kind of like hop up and just tap us with her paw. You know, hey, look at me. I'm down here. Pay attention to me. And so this woman understands that. That she can go up to the Lord and tap him. That she can go up to the Lord and cry out to him. That she can follow him along and keep tapping his feet with her nose. Come on, pay attention to me. And he will. In spite of the fact that she is from pagan territory and hasn't been instructed, she understands the words of the psalm. Psalm 145, it said, The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You fill every living thing with blessing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him, and he will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. So you can see the words of this psalm in the woman's cry to the Lord. You can see in the attitude of one that's looking up, saying that the, the eyes of all look to you, O Lord, for help, for healing, for wholeness. And again, she knows that she only needs a tiny little morsel, just one thing, not many things. In our life today, even as Orthodox Christians, and I had a conversation with somebody earlier this week, we were talking about catechism, we are going through the catechetical process, and we were talking about how great Lent is coming up. What should you do during this time when we're called to repentance? And we started having a conversation thinking about, hey, maybe, you know, there's so much teaching that's on the internet for orthodoxy today. Some of it's really awful, too, by the way. <laughs> if you find something online that's incredibly disturbing and disheartening and kills your joy and fills you with anxiety, it's bad teaching. <laughs> so scroll on by. You know, but there's tons of it online. There's tons of stuff like that from people that purport to be Orthodox believers. They say all sorts of things um, to stir people up and make them anxious and miserable. But so we were talking about that. You know, there's so much available. There's, a, there's just 
massive amounts of information available. And you know, when I, I said to this, this young man that's, that's a catechumen, I said, maybe during Lent you should turn all of that off. We talk about, you know, fasting from Facebook or fasting from, you know, certainly from food. We spend a lot of time talking about that. But, we, you know, sometimes we think about fasting from social media. Maybe you need to fast from all of this excess orthodox talk. Maybe you need to return to the scriptures and immerse yourself in those. Maybe you need to return to the Gospels. We don't have to worry about, you know, internet orthodox personalities and what they happen to be saying about this, that, or the other thing. It's irrelevant. What do the scriptures say? What does the church say during this time? What is the single morsel that the church is giving you now instead of the plethora of a, of a big spread out table that we want to pick and choose whatever we like from. What is being given to us? And so we kind of, we talked about that. The reality is that the words of scripture are a light and a lamp for us. The teaching of Christ and the example of everything that he did. This is where our meditation has to be. And it's often the case that we could spend time with just maybe one word, not even multiple ones, but just one. And we would learn and bear fruit in so many different ways in our life if we took that one word and put it into practice. So in the book of Proverbs, there's several verses. I'm using, I'll give you this as an example of one thing that we could put into practice and that we've seen the fathers and mothers of our church put into practice. So from Proverbs, there are several verses that talk about silence to talk about restraining the tongue and what we say. So one verse says, when there are many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. So think about what we were just talking about a minute ago with Facebook, the internet, how many words are there? When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. We have to accept that, realize that. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Again in Proverbs it says, he who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. How often do we encounter things where we're saying things about our neighbors, despising our neighbors with our language? our speech. It says again in Proverbs, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. So that's from the scriptures. And then let's look at the lives 
of the Desert Fathers. There's one saying from the Desert Fathers, it says of Father Agatho, that for three years he kept a stone in his mouth in order to teach himself silence. So you see, he heard one word, one little crumb from the scriptures and put it into practice for three years so that he would understand what he had heard. Macarius the Great said to the brothers in Scathis after a service in church, he came up to the brothers after a service, they were leaving the church. You know how we leave when we, we, have, we, we start talking and doing things, you know? He walks up to them and he says, Flee, my brothers! And one of the brothers said to him, Abba, where can we flee when we're already in the desert? Where are we going to run to? Are we going to run back to the city? Like, what, what are you talking about? Abba Makarios put his finger on his lips and said, I tell you, you must flee this. Then he went into his cell, shut the door, and remained alone. Abba Sisois said, our form of pilgrimage is keeping the mouth closed. And what happens, many of you understand, that when you go to a place where you close your mouth, you go someplace to be still and to be quiet, what happens? You start to see how much raging, passion, anger, desire is within your heart and how much it's, it's crying to get out. As the Lord said, it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. And it's from the heart that proceed adultery, murder, theft, covetousness. All of these things come within and they come out of the mouth and these are the things that defile a man. Not what he eats, not what he happens to encounter along the way when he's out in the world, but the things that come from within. And it's the case that as soon as we try to practice silence, we begin to understand very quickly how much there is within that's disturbed. And so you can see this one little aspect of the scriptures, if we begin to put it into practice, it could potentially change our entire life. There are other words from the scriptures, such as be still and know that I am God. Be still, and you only have to be still, and the Lord God will fight for you. But as soon as you try to get up and start doing all of this by yourselves, the battle is lost. So we hear that. We see the example in Scripture. We know what happens. We know the reality of what we can do. That we need to be still. But we resist. And if we clutter our ears and our lives and our minds with so many um, words around us every day, it starts to drown out these simple, direct teachings, life-giving words that we are given in the Scriptures. 
And so may we become like the Canaanite woman who has her eyes fixed on the Lord as her helper and her savior and who cries out to him for just one crumb to fall from the table, knowing that within that one tiny speck, that one little piece, is the example from the gospel that the Lord gives, the thing that's the size, the grain of a mustard seed, that's so tiny, can grow and bear fruit a hundredfold within our lives and lead us along the path of salvation. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.